This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. What is going on and welcome to Take on the World Lockup. This episode of Lockup, we will be focusing on what would not be considered a traditional prison full of criminals, but an area made to imprison the citizens who lived in that area. That area was the German Democratic Republic, better known as East Germany. It goes without saying that World War II changed the face of the world in many ways. After World War II, a divided world tried to start the healing process but a new crisis was brewing in Berlin. Post-World War II Berlin was split by the Allied powers, who each controlled a portion of Berlin and Germany. In 1945, the whole of Germany was divided into four zones. The Soviets controlled East Berlin and significant portions of East Germany. The American controlled the southwestern part of Berlin and a substantial portion of southern and so southwestern parts of Germany. The British-controlled zone was the northwestern part of Berlin and the areas of the northern and northwestern Germany. The French zone was the northernmost part of Berlin and parts of southwestern and western Germany. Each of the allies was responsible for administering and governing the respective zones. In June of 1948, the Soviet Union blockaded all the land and water access to the western allied controlled parts of Germany. This led to the Berlin airlift. It was a massive humanitarian effort by Western allies to supply the people who had been cut off by the blockade. This airlift marked a significant early point in divisions of East and West Germany. The Soviet control over East Germany was like a stranglehold. They exerted political control, which shaped the political landscape. They formed the SED, the Socialist Unity Party of Germany. By October, 1949, the German Democratic Republic was officially proclaimed, becoming an independent state under Soviet influence, controlling economic policies influenced by the Soviet model of a planner economy. This included the state ownership of industries and the collectivization of agriculture. The Soviet whole was so tightly controlled and directed by the government with very little room for private enterprise. The East German government, under Soviet guidance, established a comprehensive security apparatus creating the Ministerium for Staatssicherheit the Ministry of State Security, better known as the Stasi. The Stasi was one of the most extensive and intrusive intelligence and secret police in the Eastern Bloc. They monitored and suppressed any opposition or dissent. The Soviet military presence was substantial, not only solidifying Soviet influence, but also serving as a strategic buffer during the early years of the Cold War. Political dissidents were imprisoned, surveilled, and harassed. Travel both within the country and internationally was heavily restricted. Communication was restricted, monitored, and censored to control information flow between East and West Germany. Both education and the media were tightly controlled to promote socialist and communist propaganda. On August 13, 1961, the Berlin Wall began construction, becoming a symbol of division between East and West Germany. While the wall was said by East German authorities to protect East Germany from fascist elements, its true purpose was to prevent the mass exodus of citizens to the west. The wall's height was about 11.8 feet. This concrete barrier was designed not only to prevent people from climbing over the wall, 
but to deter them from even trying. The thickness of the wall varied, but the concrete segments were typically about 11.8 inches thick. In addition to the concrete structure, the Berlin Wall had various security features. These included guard towers, barbed wire, a death strip between two parallel walls, and other obstacles. The overall design was intended to make it extremely difficult for people to cross from East Berlin to West Berlin. Anyone caught in a death strip was shot without question. The most iconic escape from East Germany was that of an East German border guard, Konrad Struzman, on August 15, 1961. Just days after the construction of the wall began, this 19-year-old border guard was with a group of fellow soldiers setting up barbed wire barrier to block the border. Schumann was carrying his submachine gun, saw an opening, and sprinted across the border. Schumann leapt over the barbed wire and landed safely in West Berlin. This incident was captured by a photographer with this iconic photo. The most famous mass escape from East Germany was October 3rd and 4th of 1964. About 57 East Berliners escaped to West Berlin via a tunnel. The tunnel was dug from a basement of an empty bakery at 97 Bernauer Straub in West Berlin to an old outhouse in the rear courtyard of 55 Sturlitzer Straub in East Berlin. The tunnel was dug 40 feet deep and about 475 feet long. It was so long and deep that fresh air became an issue while working. A vacuum placed at the opening was the only way to circulate fresh air into the tunnel. 35 West Berliners, including future astronaut Reinhard Furr and many students from university in West Berlin, helped build the tunnel from April until October 1964. 120 East Berliners were contacted to plan the escape. The plan was a courier would bring them to the outhouse for escape. Among those 120 who were planning to escape was a Stasi collaborator. At midnight on October 4th, the second night of fleeing, two Stasi officers in plain clothes presented at the entrance, claiming they wanted to flee, but they had to go get a friend who wanted to flee with them. When they came back, they returned with border guards. One of the helpers, Christian Zobel, shot at the guards and hit Egon Schultz in the shoulder. He fell to the ground, and while he was trying to get up, he was shot and killed accidentally by one of his fellow officers. Of course, the East German press reported the propaganda as West Berlin terrorists had murdered a border guard. The story was repeated time and time again to bolster the communist agenda. The truth did not come out until after the reunification of Germany. Christian Zobel wrongly believed that he had killed Schultz up until his death in 1980. The fall of the Berlin Wall was inevitable, and this would also change the world forever. The fall was brought about by several key events. Reforms in the Soviet Union as Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev implemented a policy of openness, glasnost, and re reconstruction, perestroika, in the Soviet Union, leading to more relaxed atmosphere in Eastern Europe. In 1989, pro-democracy movement and protests against communist regimes gained momentum in various Eastern European countries. In Poland, the Solidarity Trade Union played a crucial role in pushing for political reforms and eventually achieving semi-free elections. In 1989, Hungary began dismantling its border fence with Austria, allowing East Germans and others to escape to the West. This opened a path for those seeking to leave East Germany. Starting in September of 1989, East Germany experienced a wave of peaceful protests demanding political reforms and the right to travel freely. On October 9, 1989, a large protest in East Berlin drew hundreds of thousands of people, marking a turning point. The East German government 
led by Eric Honricker, resigned in October 1989. This marked a significant political change. On November 9, 1989, East German authorities unexpectedly announced travel restrictions would be softened and that citizens could cross into West Berlin. However, it was communicated poorly. The softened restrictions meant that visa process would be softened, not that there would be free movement. It seemed as though no one actually knew what was going on. Crowds began gathering at the Berlin Wall, celebrating what they thought was a newfound freedom, to the point where people began dismantling parts of the wall, allowing free movement between East and West Berlin. The fall of the Berlin Wall led to widespread celebrations and peaceful demonstrations. East and West Germans embraced, and there was an atmosphere of euphoria. The fall of the Berlin Wall set in motion a series of events that ultimately led to the reunification of Germany. In October 1990, Germany was reunified as one nation, officially ending the division that had persisted since the end of World War II. The fall of the Berlin Wall was a monumentous event symbolizing the end of division between East and West Germany and the collapse of the Eastern Bloc. It also signified the beginning of the end of the Cold War. It had a profound impact on the reunification of Germany and the reshaping of the political landscape in Europe. There were some small pockets of support for communist and socialist ideologies in the former East Germany. However, their influence was greatly diminished. From 1948 to 1989, German citizens were held captive by the Soviet-influenced East German authorities, making it one of the largest prisons ever. I'm old enough to remember when United States President Ronald Reagan stood within feet of the Berlin Wall on June 12, 1987, and had his famous Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall speech. I remember watching on TV when East German and West German citizens came together and started tearing down pieces of the wall. Often on lockup, I talk about prisons that hold criminals and protect people from the criminals behind those walls. In this case, the wall was built to incarcerate people who had no other crime other than living on the wrong side of town. We've taken on the lockup known as East Berlin. Now you go take on the world, but don't get locked up doing it. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.